0: Hey, hey, everyone. It's Katie mcgregor Bennett, your host of Connecting Tech and Design. We've got a great show lined up this morning. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest. We've got Ramson Kachi of Kachi Design Build up in Ontario, Canada. I've... A little bit of time with Ramson over the years. I uh, met him a few years back as he was doing a, a promo spot for Marilyn Dennis' show. He'll talk a little bit about his connection there and have always been fascinated with the work that he does and the way that he presents. Since we were first introduced, he's gone on to produce some fabulous programming on YouTube and some things we'll talk about a little bit here in the show. Some some, uh, some episodes there I definitely want you guys to check out. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Ramson. Sir, how are you?
1: Thanks. How are you doing? I'm fantastic to talk to you again.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know it's funny we've been we've we've been talking about doing this for some time and you know, various reasons we've we've, yeah. we've had to we've had to re- reschedule and that's totally on my side but I'm actually glad that that uh, a little bit of time has passed because you have done some really cool really cool things, and particularly over the pandemic year, especially with the with the new series bespoke in the burbs. We'll talk about that. I'll have you talk about that a little bit, but it's just been really yeah. fun to see how how you have evolved your world and your offering and how you're you're really presenting and promoting that um and and it's just something that's it's caught my eye and it's kept my interest and so hence here we are today yes um yeah yeah so you know if you wouldn't mind share with us kind of bring us into your world a little bit share with us who you are what you do and and uh you know the various layers and levels of. well well
1: let me let me go back to the beginning because it kind of explains everything uh you know i'll try and uh make it as, as quick as possible so that it's not long and drawn out but um you know I started out in the construction industry. I started out <clears throat> just hands-on, doing construction with a white uh, minivan and and going job to job and doing work myself. And I, I grew my business that way. Um, before that, I was in a different kind of business where I learned a lot about customer service, client care, uh, quality growing sales. So that gave me the tools uh, in in what I needed to run a business properly and grow a business properly. And starting from scratch, meaning starting at ground level, being on the tools, being with the guys on site gave me um, uh, an experience that is paramount to running a business in the construction and design world. Um, You can't be a fantastic designer if you don't have a concept or understanding of how to build things. And so Having that foundation and growing a business into a full design build business has been a great ride. And I recognize the need for that. I recognize the need for um, being a full design build, a full service business uh, early on, because I did a lot of work for designers. I did work for other builders. I did work for homeowners. And there was this massive gray area in the middle where the homeowners had kind of held the bag on that when things went wrong or, or any place that... That, that the trades didn't pick up the pieces, it all became the problem of the homeowner. And I just thought, you know, I, I can't have that. And and I'm just going to control the entire platform. I'm going to control everything so that I can be accountable from beginning to end and the client can sit back and just go for a really comfortable ride and end up with what they want. And so I started developing a whole design build concept in in the late or mid 90s. And nobody was doing it back then you know, it was just wasn't even a thing. And that that was my goal in the beginning. So I slowly grew it. And I slowly grew those internal aspects of it doing it. I I just started in the beginning, really just picking paint colors myself. And then um, I always did design work myself, it was just a passion. And I taught myself, really, I used to stay up till three in the morning learning how to, um, you know, do AutoCAD and do my own drawings and details and things. And, and I just was self-taught essentially in that respect. Um, I think design is one of those things that you either have what it takes or you don't. And then you have to develop the skills and and get the right tools so that you can implement that talent that you have. And and so I chose to do that on my own and grew it into a full design build business, doing interior design, um, full construction services from residential to commercial, decorating, full decorating services, And um, we do everything from residential to commercial to hospitality. And um, we have our own shop where we do our own millwork to a certain extent. We have uh, our own business where we do our own stone fabrication and and installation. And and we do everything as much as we can in-house. And we're actually looking at doing more because the industry is so busy, so kind of out of control that other trades put our business at risk. So we need to control all those aspects. And, and do as much internally as we can. That's our goal. That's where it came from. That's where we're going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love how, you, you know, the, the point about other trades can really impact your business and that that resonates so much with me. And I know it, it will with our listeners yeah. listeners too. You know, it's just, I think that there's been a, there's sort of a, not necessarily an awakening, but sort of a realization that it, you, you can't sort of have tunnel vision or, have too narrow a focus, um, the customer, the homeowner, the end user in our world, you know, often they're the ones who end up kind of paying the price for that because the broad landscape hasn't really been, hasn't been viewed or taken into consideration. So, um, you know, definitely uh, kindred, kindred spirits there on on that point. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's and it's just so cool, you know, that how, how you've how you've evolved and you've you know continued to grow based on an on an interest that that, uh, that you had to begin with. And again, I think that'll that just resonates so much with me and, and with the audience too. Well,
1: I, I think you know to start with, you have to have a passion for what you do. I mean, we we all agree to that, right? You have to love what you do, and that passion drives me to find innovative products, new products, new technical gadgets, anything to make uh, what I do better. The other thing, like you said, is you have to stick to what you do and what you're best at. I've gone through the phases of trying different things and saying, you know, that was early on in my life where I wasn't sure really what I wanted to do. And even though I was doing this, I kind of had my eye on other things because you're kind of hungry. You know, as you're young, you're hungry. You want to do different things and you don't realize how important it is to, to what what you love and what you should be doing is right under your nose. You just sometimes don't see it. And so soon after I, I realized, listen, this is this is what I love to do. And I'm just going to make it the best it can be. And, and that, that was it. So understanding what my passion is, understanding what my uh, career should be, and then making it um, the best I can make it so that the clients have one person to point a finger at, one person to call, uh, one person that's accountable for everything from beginning to end. And my goal and our goal in our entire office when we have meetings is how can we make this process better every time? How can we make it better so that the client uh, does not walk away ever um, like all other clients do saying construction's a nightmare or, oh my God, it's scary. Oh my God, things go wrong. And um, that's the goal. That's our goal all the time. And it's working for us. So, you know, it's that's the wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, I think that that, uh, that was very evident. I was watching one of uh, one of the bespoke in the burbs episodes and we'll uh, I'm going to run through this and we'll back up and we'll talk a little bit about yeah. that. Right? So, yeah. so hang on. But it was really interesting watching you and the team go through the design process. And, and I think you were looking at surface materials or something like that and 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 rearranging the space a little bit. So it was the the segment where you're talking about, okay, so the, the theater could be here, but in order to do that, we've got to block this off. We've got to change the access. We have to do all that. And it was just really, you know, I know that's that's a common a common process, but it was the way that you were explaining it and the way that the video really showed the the extent of the thought and care that went into the process. I think that's one of the things that that we tend to miss if if we're not shown it in a video, you know, you don't understand just every level of detail that you guys and gals go through to to really create a very thoughtful environment. And uh, you know, so I think it's the the video work that you're doing is yeah. definitely telling telling the story, but it's also showing the depth of the care that, that you and your team have. And I, you know, it's, it, it's
1: just And see. that's, yeah. And that's the challenge is that TV today uh, is as, as sad as it is to say, they're more focused in, on entertainment. Yeah. And, and um, you know, unfortunately the producers views are that, you know what, we just want to keep people entertained. If they want to learn something, they'll go Google it. No, that's really not the right way because what's out on Google, there is a lot out there and a lot of it is bad and and so what what you're doing is throwing throwing clients to the walls and and so you know viewers need to know where to go to find quality information that is based on experience um you know that's based on research and experience and and um true uh tried methods of doing things and and that's just it i've been doing uh, floor plans and designs and traffic flow for decades and And I'm really focused on that. I'm really focused on how you interact within a space because at the end of the day, if you don't put that effort in, in the beginning, and you spend all that money building a house or renovating, you've wasted money. Um, You need to take that opportunity in the beginning and plan your strategy to a T. Every room can be better than what it is. And that's the way I look at things. I look at my own personal experience and I go, how can this room function better? I don't care if it's a laundry room. I don't care if it's a, a gym. I don't care if it's a bedroom. How can it function better? And then I look at integrating smart design, technology, new products. There's always more technology. There's always new, new products. And how can I make it better? And I'll give you one example. Um, I can't stand, when I live in a two-story house, I can't stand going to take a shower in the morning, turning the water on, and waiting for that water to get warm. You know, I just I, I just, it bothers me. number one, it bothers me because if you want to get in the shower, last thing you want to do is wait for the water to get warm. Number two, you're running the water for for a minute or two. and, And it's just, it's wasteful, right? So something we've always done in commercial is we put a recirculating line in and that recirculates the hot water through the house. Okay. So it sends water to the faucet and then it's got a little bypass and it constantly circulates that hot water. That way, when you turn the water on at the faucet, it's always there, right? Okay. Well, that's great. But What a waste of energy for that water to keep running around all the time, because what it's doing is just getting heat loss and it's cooling in those lines. So uh, the hot water tank's constantly going on. So what I did in one of my houses is I put a motion sensor on that pump that pumps the water around. So as soon as you walk into the bathroom, it picks up your motion, turns the pump on so the water starts circulating, and it's not running out of the faucet, it's just circulating in a closed loop. And by the time... You get to that faucet and turn it on, that hot water's there. And then when you leave, it stops circulating. So that's a, a that's basically a combination of technology, some thought, um, some awareness about what the problem is, and, and then you come up with a good solution. Uh, you have to do that with everything, whether it's a kitchen, whether it's a bedroom, bathroom, doesn't matter. You have to think about that in every respect, in every room, and think, how can I make it function better as to what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a great example, and that it yeah, that's that's us here in our house, and it it drives me crazy. And so some days it's fast, and some days it's not. I mean, it we can it can be two yeah. or more minutes sometimes, and it's just like. God. Just watching, just watching the water go down the drain. It drives me crazy, you know? And it's, but it's, you know, as a homeowner, you're kind of like, oh, what do you do about that? I don't know, you know, I don't. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a great, that's a great example. It's well, that's,
1: that's just an example, Katie. And, and and you know, all of these things should be laid out in drawings ahead of time. And that's the other mistake people's make, people make. So when you when, when your viewers or your listeners are, are listening to this podcast, um, what they have to understand is if you're gonna embark on a renovation or even a small project, having a plan is critical. Uh, It's critical to having that right outcome where you're not falling into that category of people that are complaining about the process and construction, how it's a nightmare. You want to get out of that group, then create a plan for yourself. Do uh, have a complete set of drawings with all the details. We outline all the details of the renovation in a complete and comprehensive set of drawings, right down to lighting layout, switching locations, materials, how the shower is waterproofed. Everything is laid out on our drawings in detail. That way, when we actually cost the price, it is an accurate costing of what is going to be built. There is no room for people to have cost overruns. Now, of course, you're going to come across things that you didn't anticipate or you're going to come across things that you might change. But that aside, there should be no reason where you should come into a situation and go, oh, geez, I didn't account for the baseboards. That's extra, you know, or I didn't account for this countertop. That's extra. It's just there's no room for that. That is just incompetence. So um, if you do the drawings properly, uh, your end results are going to be more efficient. They're going to be quicker. And I I, I equate it to taking a trip. If you want to drive to Florida, all you got to do is follow the sun and hit south. You'll eventually get there. Uh, But the problem is it'll take you a long time because you'll take some meandering roads, you'll hit some dead ends, whatever, and you'll use a lot of gas. But if you have a map laid out and you know exactly what path you're going to take, you'll get there quicker and it'll cost you a lot less money. It's no different in construction. Lay out your path. (laughs)
0: Okay. Another great example. Another great example. Uh, all right. Well, so this seems like the a, a, a perfect segue here. Um, we are going to be talking about outdoor entertaining, but I'm actually going to kind of flip the order yeah. here a little bit. Let's let's kick over and talk about bespoke in the burbs and what you're doing there, because essentially, you know, that having a plan, having it in place, this is this is you're talking this through in 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 these episodes. So. Um, us up, uh, share with us what you first. You know what you're doing, where to find it, and then sort of how the episodes are being, uh, how, how they're being uh, produced and and put out there, and sort of the timeline for that. So everyone knows where. To, where so you know, so,
1: episode. okay. So everything I do in the media, I like it to have some purpose. Um, Bespoke in the Verbs is really to help people who are buying a new construction home with a builder, and to understand where the the value is in upgrading, where the value is in doing things with the builder, and doing things after by yourself. Um, and, and it's to help people understand that process. It's to help people recognize and to look for builders that are open to do some of these things so that you can end up with a house that you actually love and it works well for you. Um, some builders will say, this is the house, take it the way it is or leave. That's it. You know, and, and I, I know that's a tough situation to be in, but there are other builders around and look for the people that are willing to build a house for you. And, and yes, they may have their way of doing things. And then you are open to upgrading certain things and making certain changes and then doing certain things afterwards, if it can be done. And that's the whole purpose of this. Where do we do things? Where do we not do things and, and to what extent? So we're doing a whole series about that. It's a house that I've actually purchased myself from a builder. Well, why would you buy a house from a builder, Ramson? That's kind of silly. You build houses. Well, yes. And we are so busy that we're booked out till the end of summer. And, um, you know, for me to take resources, my resources, my time to build a house, I have to compromise on the other end and, and lose revenues in my business and affect my business. Um, so I chose a builder that we do a lot of work with that I recognize as a good builder, as a good track builder. They're, they're, uh, out of all of them, they're, they're one of the better ones. So I chose with them. They, they are doing an infill site. in in my um, town and I want to be there. So I bought one of those houses. And the whole story is now, how do I work with this builder to take their product to the next level? They're a great builder to begin with, but I want more of a custom home. So what do I do to take it to the next level? What do I do with them? And then what do I do afterwards? And then what do I ask them to allow me to do in the process if they will, right? So that kind of makes everyone relate to me a little bit. Okay, I can be in that position. I can find that good builder. I can maybe have these conversations. One of the first things when you said was the floor plans. So Fernbrook is open to uh, altering your floor plan any way you want. That's just something they do for every client. So I took the floor plans and I completely redid them to suit my lifestyle. The laundry room was on the main floor and that's that's not sufficient for me to have a mudroom laundry room combination. combination. I have a busy household. Um, My two adult kids live with me. My Partners, two kids live with me. So Judy and I have our lives, and we got her two young kids, and we got my two kids. So, um, you know, that laundry room mud room is just not sufficient. So I wanted a mud room on its own. I want a laundry room upstairs, and I want another laundry room downstairs. And so I completely redid my floor plans and they were open to it at no extra cost because the house is the same size. I didn't make it any bigger. I didn't add anything. I just reworked everything. So step number one. And then you're saying, well, you know, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Because you look at things and you go, they design these things quickly. So they don't think about all those little things to make it that much better. Right. So then we're going through the process now, Bespoke in the Verbs is a series on YouTube. And the first few series was really just getting our heads around the design, going through some of these things. But now it's going to start getting even more exciting because we're now designing the rooms right down to the decorating elements tile layouts, how to install them, um, how to lay things out, what fixtures, how the kitchen is being designed, Um, elements that I'm incorporating, things like, for instance, um, the the robot vacuums. Okay. So um, I have mine and I hate the fact that they're always out in the open somewhere looking ugly. So I created a little alcove in the mudroom. So they go and park themselves in there. There's an outlet in there. Their charging stations are there and they're out of the way. So you don't see them. They go into the mudroom because they will map the house and they'll go where they need to go. So now they don't need to be in, in plain view, right? So it's all those little things like that. So that's what Bespoken the Verbs is all about. And, and the next series may be something where I custom build my own house, which will be over the top from beginning to end, looking at every single detail and making it better. But this is a, a very good house. It's not a, a, an amazing, great over the top house, but it's a very good house. Because just like anything, the more money you throw at it, the better it can be. But that's not what this is about. This is about where do we spend the money that we have and how do we spend it wisely?
0: This is kind of an approachable home and an approachable price point. Yes. Yes.
1: Relative to every market, okay? So I might say I might say a number and somebody that lives in a small town in in the middle of the US or Northern Ontario might go, oh my God, that's what it costs for a house. Yeah, yeah, or or it's even more if you go in downtown New York somewhere or something, right? So it's all relative, right? So relative to Oakville, where I live, This is actually an affordable house. And and, um, I like the pre-construction scene. Um, You know, I know some people like the flipping houses scene, but that is becoming more and more difficult every day because people selling houses are are wanting more and more money for what they have. So you're overpaying for what you get, and then it affects the end result. So it becomes very challenging. It's becoming more and more difficult to flip houses. Pre-construction is fantastic. You buy from a builder. 2 years before it's done okay you put a small deposit very little essentially and it sits there for 2 years by the time it's done the house has gone up already 10 15% so you've already tripled your deposit that money wouldn't have done that for you in the stock market or 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 in the bank so it, it's kind of a really good scene and then because people are hesitant or afraid, they look at pre-construction and they're unsure. So they go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. When it starts to form and the development starts to finish and that little parquet gets done and everything is done, they're like, oh my God, what a nice place to live. I want to buy one of those houses. Now you're paying $200,000, $300,000 more. So I like the pre-construction scene and, and, and um, you know, I think people should start looking at those things and then you take that and you improve the house in a smart way. You start to create a good investment for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a ton of it t- makes a ton of sense. ton of sense. So, um, bespoke in the verbs, let's see. Uh if we're looking uh can take a quick pause here and navigate uh the audience to where we can find that. So that would be on YouTube. It's under your channel, Rams Kachi. Yes. The
1: Rams and okay. Kachi. Yep.
0: Okay. And uh guys gals that's R A M S I N K H A C H I. Uh Yeah find that there and then the book, you'll just look under the playlist you'll find them all they're really yeah. great episodes hey definitely watch them and uh, and 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 digest there's a lot of really good information in there and, and stuff uh, but yeah and it, i just found them incredibly entertaining as well um so cool. <laughs> yeah. it'll be more
1: so as we go on
0: oh i know i can't i can't wait till it actually it gets yeah. to kind of that next level i know you're 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 farther ahead already than what we're seeing but uh it'd be, it'd be yeah you'll see that so yeah yeah all right. Well, so uh, one of the things, kind of shifting away from bespoke and the Burbs, but staying in that in that same vein, um, you do have a have a, a video here up on your channel about how to turn your backyard into the ultimate backyard. And then recently, you did a, a piece for the Maryland Dennis Show, and this is actually what picked picked up my interest on having you come on soon. Um, you know, outdoor entertainment—it's becoming it—it it is probably the hottest topic going right now. It, it tends to always be in the spring. So let's get you know, let's be real about it. We always shift our thinking about the outdoors and how do we get there. But I think. As we went through a pandemic year and now post-pandemic, the importance of the outdoor environment and the outdoor space that we have around our homes, I think that's it's coming into a lot more of a finer finer focus, finer view of how do we optimize and maximize that space and how do we make it, you know, our home is a sanctuary already, but how do we take that and extend it outdoors? So on the tech side of the world, you know, but my playground, you know, we're all about how do you get great audio, great video, how do you get, you know, lighting and shading out there? And, and so that's always been very front of, front of mind for me. And you're definitely touching on some of these as you, as you get into your list here, but I, there's so much more, so much more to it. And there's a lot of really cool new products on the market and coming to market, some that I wasn't familiar with at all. And, and you know, on the shading side of the world and, um, you know, sort of very virtual pergolas and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. there's the big, there's kind of the, the the things that were piquing my interest, but um, let's, let's shift over now and talk a little bit about some of your fave finds. Or fabulous outdoor entertainment spaces, um, no particular order, of course. But uh, it, take us through some of some of your faves, if you would.
1: Well, there is no limit to what you can do um, in the outdoor space, and you really have to treat that outdoor space as an extension of the interior of your house. And so, when you start to think of it that way, and that's what's happened right now, the, that, that these spaces are are being reimagined, and and then you couple that with innovation and technology, um, you can now maximize the use of that space so you can render a space for its ultimate purpose and the ultimate purpose for an outdoor space is just living outdoors and enjoying it um, if you're in uh, the climates uh, such as ours northern climates um you know minneapolis uh, new york all these places where you have winters um then you know you're limited but what it does it extends the use of that space for the year extends the possibility to use it and if you're in the southern states um then you get good use of that all year round which is great why not do some of that amazing cooking outside why not do some of that amazing entertaining outside and so um we we always look at what's cool what's innovative what's new and the maryland dennis show is a show i've been doing for over 22 years in canada maryland dennis is kind of like the oprah of canada and people just love her. She is a, a, a staple and a mainstay in the in, in the media market. Uh, people love her. She's funny. She's witty. She's great. She's a great interviewer. She just brings great content to people. I have been a design expert, a design guest expert, um, and a home expert on the Maryland Dennis Show for, for a long time. And one of the things I do is I bring innovative products and gadgets and, and cool things to the show. So we do product segments. And people just love those because... I I used to travel a lot. Now I'm not, but I used to travel a lot to shows and trade shows and find the coolest things, not just cool things in the respect that from a techie perspective, but just understanding what consumers want at home. So I, I I hone in on things that make sense and make our lives better. So then we we you know the the segment you saw was really an outdoor segment, but but the thought behind that was let's be a little more whimsical on this one. Let's be a little more over the top because I I don't mind that. Not all of us can afford all this stuff. But what what people have to understand before they get upset is that this is where it starts. It starts with somebody dreaming big and creating that first run of things. And that first run is going to be extremely expensive. And only the the few wealthy people will be able to afford that until it gets into mass production, and the price comes down, and then it becomes available to us. Why not know about it right up front? And also take that image and that notion and that product and maybe improvise and create something on your own on a more economical scale, okay? So there's a lot of options without saying, well, I can't afford that. Why are you showing me that? Well, I'm showing you that so you dream and and you look into doing these things and maybe reimagine things and reinvent. So we went through some really cool products. And When it comes to outdoor spaces, yeah, you can have a sitting space out there, but how can you make it so much more amazing, right? So where do you want to start on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk about products let's, all day How
0: about, long. Uh, all right, well, let's let's talk about comfort first. Uh, let's go comfort, then convenience. Um, it's done. Okay. I want to get rid of so it. I comfort, want to get rid Let's, of talk, about,
1: let's yeah. talk about furniture. Uh, furniture has come a long way. That um, furniture did not last in the outdoors. Uh, now, with the innovation of, of materials and products, the cushions are so much more durable and resilient to, to moisture. The fabrics are so much resilient to UV light and, and outdoor elements. The frames are being built so that they can withstand the harshest weathers. Um, and all this starts really in the commercial world where things are extremely expensive and then it trickles down to the residential world. So where we used to buy commercial products for high-end products for high-end projects, because that's all that would work really and last, now we can find it in the residential market because that has trickled down to there. So there is a lot of great innovation in furniture, which are modular pieces, sectionals, um, tabletops that, that like coffee tables with porcelain tabletops that are literally bulletproof. There's nothing you can do to them that will, hurt them. So these things now function really well. And then there's a whole level of innovation to give you some storage, some functionality, um, whether it's functionality in the way as a USB outlets or Wi-Fi hotspots to just storage, there's all kinds of stuff that's integrated now. So that furniture is the one element. And comfort just comes with that. Okay. Outdoor cushions and things like that. Then when you get into convenience, um, well, outdoor kitchens. Uh, that's a whole world in itself. And we design a lot of outdoor kitchens. there's a there are a lot of outdoor products from a kitchen perspective that will allow you to have that kitchen space outside, whether it's outdoor refrigerators, amazing grills, uh, but but also pizza ovens that are just um, not only functional but aesthetically appealing beyond what you can imagine. So one of the ones I showed, on um on on that segment was the Zesty pizza it's called uh, Zesty Z uh, E S T I and it's made in Australia and I came across that product because I did a, a lake house in Kenora Ontario it was a massive lake house gorgeous place with an outdoor kitchen and I wanted a really cool piece of art as a pizza oven and i came across this zesty pizza oven and i incorporate that into the design and it's just beautiful it's got an aesthetic element to it it's got some bold colors it's stainless steel aspect to it functionality and, and so you get everything out of it so now you can entertain there's a cool factor people will be impressed they love it it's fun and it becomes a social aspect of it as well right you have pizza parties i mean that yeah. is fantastic right yeah. so that's one thing then then the the issue is well how do i keep warm out there well there's all kinds of ways to keep warm out there to extend the seasons whether it's radiant heaters which we in- integrate into overhead um structures or fireplaces, uh, outdoor fireplaces like Napoleon has a series of outdoor fireplaces that are ventless, meaning they vent out the face. There's no piping, no nothing. So you don't need to build a structure. You can just have it floating with a surround on it, with like a porcelain surround or Dectin is a product we use a lot on the outside. And so you now have a fireplace that creates that ambiance and warmth to extend those seasons, or you can enjoy it late at night or whatever. Um, so the warmth is the other thing. Cover is another thing. How do I cover a space, but then have that flexibility? to be able to enjoy the sun when I want to. Um, There's a company called Shade Effects that makes retractable um, uh, awnings, but not awnings that you wouldn't think that come off the wall of a house. Awnings that are integrated into a structure that's over top of your head that kind of just ripple back and fold back. They run on a track. So as a push of a button, it kind of folds back nicely and it folds over. So it allows you to use that space even if it's raining. Um, there's one product I showed, um, which was kind of like, um, it's called the gate shade and it's kind of over the top gorgeous and it's a European (laughs) product. Oh my God. And it's like an archway that kind of arches. And I designed a backyard for somebody and I I put this thing over the dining table and we had a massive dining table and it's kind of archway kind of went over the center of the dining table. And then what it does is cantilevers these awnings out either side of it. So then it covers the entire dining table, but it's kind of just floating there. It's gorgeous. It's got speakers built into it, LED lighting built into it, um, all kinds of stuff, okay? Um, but again, it's the cool factor for one, and two, allows you that that functionality aspect of it. So now you can keep the place warm. You can have these amazing aspects to um, you know cooking. You can cover your space. Uh, you can go as far as getting an umbrella, but maybe getting something a little more functional, like the uh, sunflower umbrella, that's an automated umbrella that actually follows the sun and um, has all kinds of sensors in it and gives you feedback on the amount of UV in the, in the air. And, and, and so it'll follow the sun and it has a wind sensor. So if the wind gets too high, it'll, it'll close by itself. How many people have found their oh. umbrella two doors down or three yards down, right? On a windy or, gate. Or completely so in,
0: inverted, right?
1: <laughs> yes, right. So this thing will shut itself down. So you got all that technology built into it. So, and then entertainment is the other thing is the whole idea of having outdoor TVs. And, and not, not because you want to go out there and watch a movie, but you know what, if there is a game on and you want to watch sports um, or if you want to be sitting outside for coffee at night with friends and you want to have something playing in the background, you can, but even having sports on when, when you're watching a game and people are in the pool or in the backyard having fun. So outdoor TV is another element uh, that, that, that is uh, getting more and more popular as as time goes on. Yeah. You know, Samsung has an amazing one that, 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 it's just super bright, super clarity. Yeah, yeah.
0: The terrace. Oh, yeah, I think yes. that, I think Angels sing when the terrace is mentioned. Right. Right. Yeah. right these yeah. days, at least in our world. That's and,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and they're you know they're they're more pricey than than an indoor TV. Um, and and so here's a perfect example. The alternative is you go and get an indoor TV. Um, for $800 or $500 and you put it outside, but then you have to take it in anytime that you have issues or bad weather or whatever. I personally wouldn't leave it out there uh, on, on super moist days because the electronics inside start to get corroded. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they also, too, don't have the, the treatment on the surface for the glare. And, you know, there's a few other a few other issues. Yes. issues yeah, there. but absolutely. you know, It's definitely definitely a way you can go. The other fun, yeah. thing, of course. And, and, you know, we've we've talked about this. But if you want to go time to the other end of the spectrum, then you can also do an outdoor projection screen and go massive big. If you want to do the whole movie theater outdoors or, you know, it just kind of kind of take it over over the top. And that's that's certainly a, a great way to go too. But projector
1: projectors are an amazing product. Um, You're right. You touched on that. And I think it's great because um, one thing you can do with projectors and and I've thought about doing this. I haven't done it yet. There's a film. There's a 3M film you can get that'll go on windows that'll actually have that projector show on that glass. So if you had a massive window, you can actually cover it or or put the 3M film or even put a drop down screen on the inside of the house and have the projector on the inside of the house. And then from the outside, you have a full screen uh, on the inside. Um, There's many ways you could do it, but projectors is portable ones you can get. So you know, you can do a lot of things. There's no limit. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you can. And, you know, you know, to, to be real though, my, my AV brothers and sisters are going to gasp when I say the following, but you know, obviously having a screen that's made for a projection system is important, but in the backyard, a lot of homeowners will do a white sheet. That works, you know. When you're entertaining kids and the the image quality isn't uh, of utmost importance, there definitely are other ways to do it. And it just it's such you know it that's kind of my world. So I, you know, my, I get I get goosebumps about it. But it is just so neat to be able to go outside and family friends and just watch a movie. And you know, at that point, it isn't about image integrity. It's just about the experience yeah. and enjoyment. And
1: I you know, I agree. Yeah. To to each his own, right? Yeah, Somebody that exactly. wants to go and spend a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand on a screen, they can. Someone who wants to use a white sheet and, and pin it to a clothing line, you can. It doesn't matter. the yeah. it, it, The experience can the experience is what you spend with your family together. It's not looking at the screen, going, "Oh, look at that screen." No, the the image is there. It looks fine. Um, yeah, you can have it look better, but you can still have that experience. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it.
0: Exactly. There's a, a great story came a pandemic story last year. Just a little sidebar here is uh, there's a friend of mine who's uh, uh, works with a company called Barco and they do their, their gorgeous projectors are very, you know, they do the high end premium commercial and residential and they come down a little mid market too. And during the pandemic, you know, he's normally traveling full time. And so, you know, we, we often joke about the fact that his kids are growing up and he's, you know, he'll see him when they get married. But yeah. through the course of the pandemic, he was at home. And he and what happened was his kids started going a little nutty. And they're kind of looking at dad going, we need entertainment. And so, yeah. lo and behold, you know, Daniel took one of his, you know, out of his lab. He grabbed one of his projectors, took the sheet, which I thought was awesome because, you know, this is a guy who's all about yeah. integrity pinned it up, literally clothespins onto the fence out back and, and created this outdoor movie environment for his kids. He posted it on Facebook and just the industry kind of went wild. And it was just like, this is what it's all about. You know, We, we, we get so hung up in how the, the perfection of things or the integrity of the image or how it has to perform a certain way. But at the end of the day, it's the right? And it's just, it's a the experience. That. It yeah. is, it is. And I think, you know, for me, that really, it just hit, it hit, it hit my heart really hard, but it, in such a gratifying way, because it's like, we can talk performance all day long, but we can also just sit in the backyard and have a really great time with our kids and have it not be about the performance. Whatsoever. 100%. And, you know, and I think
1: that,
0: 100%. I think that, you know, that's, that's, it must be resonating, you know, with society because there's everybody in my world is talking about how, how they're going to be spending time outdoors this year and, and how important it is to them to create a space where they can just enjoy that time and that space and that place, you know? So um, I love these finds that, that you had, you also had a really cool and it was this. it was uh, for the pool. And it was just a little faucet and it created, you know, kind of that, that background. It wasn't necessarily meant the to waterfall. The, or the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about that. Cause it,
1: so it's just a giant spout is all it is is a stainless steel giant spout that water falls into the pool and and creates that ambiance and makes it kind of look cool it's like on a bathtub you have this gorgeous faucet that that pours water into the tub uh it's the same concept you've got this waterfall spout on the side of your pool that that recirculates the water but also gives you that noise of waters an aspect where you can go and lay under the water or sit under the water um and it looks cool and it's not expensive i mean it's a give or take a few dollars probably an 800 um, piece of equipment plus yeah. installation and hookup right
0: yeah yeah Yeah. And it's got lighting too. And, you know, I think that, again, it just kind of creates, there's these, these additions that you can do that create an aesthetic and and really enhance, enhance the experience. And uh, it's just a great list that you. Well, lighting, (laughs) lighting, lighting
1: is a, lighting is a huge one. So I, I, you know, just to touch on that too. Yeah. So, so outdoor lighting is, is a big thing because, Creating that ambiance and having the right kind of outdoor lighting uh, creates that ambiance. There's so many levels to outdoor lighting. It's all kinds of outdoor lighting. Uh, One of the products we use, InLight, has some beautiful fixtures. So um, the days of just having those simple garden bollards are are gone. There's so many different types of lights, whether it's indirect light, uh, accent lighting. With LEDs being so much smaller and compact, there's so many ways you can light individual things and that's just it. You it, you light individual elements of your design to create that balance and ambiance in the backyard. So you have general lighting, you have accent lighting. And with general lighting, we tend to love to put the lighting high up into the trees so that it, it cascades through the leaves and, and creates kind of a moonlight effect, right? Because you don't want to create a runway in your backyard. Um, so you do different levels of lighting. Then you got products like Philips Hue, they give you the opportunity to give color into that space. So um, with regards to creating ambiance with color, so you start creating different levels of color throughout a space just to create a different environment or different mood. So lighting is a big one. And then couple that with sound then you can take it to the next level again. And having audio outside is a big thing. Um, So you can go as simple as getting a a portable speaker, like a Sonos Move, that's an awesome speaker. They've got a smaller one that just came out with, which is the Sonos Roam, that gives amazing sound, amazing connectivity. You can stream all kinds of content. And and Sonos is one of the products we use a lot. Um, And so, or you can go into the next level, which is getting an entire system in your gardens in your garden beds, uh, products like Sonance makes beautiful garden speakers. Um, Bose makes an environmental speaker. If you've been to Vegas, if you've been to the wind and you go through their gardens, they have these Bose speakers everywhere and they're fantastic. And what I love about garden speakers um, is that they're different than the regular speakers people put on their house. People think that, okay, I'm gonna be in my backyard. So I'm gonna put the speakers on the back back wall of the house and point them to my backyard. Well, what you're doing is you're driving sound to all your neighbor's yards. Because it's way up high and it's driving it outwards, where if you look at garden speakers, they're in the ground, they surround the sound around you, and they project it around you and not away from you. And that's what that's what it's all about, designing the right, um, the, the right setup to keep the sound within your space to surround you so you don't feel where it's coming from, but you yeah. feel the effects of it. And then you don't yeah. have to turn it up loud to hear it. You right. Know?
0: Right, and and that let's just talk about that a little bit in in on the tech side of the world in AV. That's one of the things where you know we kind of we kind of go okay, well, this is a scenario where more is more. not less is more. Yeah, that the more yeah. speakers you have located throughout the backyard, the more opportunity you have to to keep that yeah. sound focused so that it's you get to enjoy it. Your neighbors don't have to be forced to right. Right. And, right. and I think that that's it's it's sort of a hard to kind of wrap your arms around initially. But once once we have the conversation and you understand why that's why that's happening, that really having more speakers throughout the backyard really does really does help. And it's amazing how how narrow a focus a speaker can have and how, how and how narrow the the areas that that sound will travel. So if you've got you know a, a walkway in between homes you want to have sound on the corner there, but you don't necessarily want to reaching over the fence. That is absolutely no problem. Right. That's that so cool. You know, that to be able to corral it, but also, you know, um, you know, harness it for what you want to do too. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is the materials you use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In, in about the that.
1: environment that you're talking yeah. about that. And, and I mentioned to you that we have stone labs with stone lab. We, have you know we have three locations and out of uh one of the locations we actually sell tile material and the other locations what we do is we we do countertops and wall cladding and you name it okay fireplace surrounds and and so um Stone fabrication is a big thing because we design spaces. We start to do really creative things with stone. And so I find that most fabricators are challenged uh, beyond what they're capable of doing. And, and and then and then we have problems. So it's one of those things we took on ourselves to be able to manage that, that level of quality that we want in detail. Um, but going back to selling product, um, there's been a huge influx of porcelain into the market. Um, in the last decade, quartz has come up to the top and people have realized that, okay, quartz is a great product. You got, um, you know, Caesar stone, salstone, Cambria, and they're all innovative and it's a quartz product, but it, it's a man-made product. And it is a combination of quartz, which is one of the hardest minerals in the world and some pigments and some resin and they bake it and they create these slabs out of it. And it looks great and it works great. But there's, some, there's still some limitations to using quartz in that it can't sustain high heat and it's not UV stable, okay? So then you have some limitations. Well, porcelain and sintered stones, which are dectin and and the like, um, are products that now you can utilize around fireplace surrounds. You can put them outside on outdoor kitchens. They sustain uh, all the abuse that the environment gives them, including UV. And, uh, and, and now there's a whole line of pavers for driveways that are actually like tiles. So Del Conca, which is D-E-L-C-O-N-C-A is one of the products we carry. And it's an Italian product. It's a whole line of outdoor and indoor porcelain tiles. and, And these tiles are three centimeters thick and you can actually do your entire driveway like a tile driveway. It's beautiful. Like they're gorgeous. And, and and they withstand everything. There's zero permeability. So you won't get any staining. You don't have any problems with oil and and, and salt and things like that. And they look good and they're easy to clean. So now all of a sudden you have all these beautiful products with different colors, different sizes, different formats. So you can mix and match and create, um, identify spaces without putting partitions. So you can identify by just doing interesting patterns on the, on the floor. Right. So you know, you've got lighting, you've got sound, you got furniture, you got shade control, you've got materials for the floor. Um, you've got all kinds of flexibility with the types of pools you use. I showed a product in a pool where the floor actually comes up and levels out with the floor. So now if you have a small backyard and you don't always want a pool, that floor can come up and you can have an entire backyard that's usable. And then when you want to swim, you can drop that floor down to any level that you want. So you want a one foot deep pool, you drop it down a foot, the little babies and kids can go in there and wait in there. Or if you got adults swimming in there, you can drop it down to five, six feet or whatever depth you have. So there are all these possibilities, right? That one's not a cheap item, I just, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: I, I, I can only imagine, but I want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but hey, listen, this is all about getting people some information that is practical and everyday, and then also giving them something to dream about and, and, and be creative about, right? And, and, and utilizing some of their spaces, so.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's it. And, and, yeah, and you right? mentioned it early on. You know, it's it's the opportunity to dream, and I think that there's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to dream, and it's good to you know sort of look at look at what might be considered unobtainable, but then consider how that might be modified to bring into your space if it is something you know that you're really interested.
1: in. So here's what I'm going to say, Katie. You know, sometimes there's things that people do just because they can. Okay, and that's fine. <laughs> There's sometimes people do things because it's going to actually make a difference in their space, in their home, in their life, and they will save up to do that one thing. And I, you know, um, countertop, for instance, I've had people say to me, you know, I really want this Cambria countertop and I've saved up for it. Um, and somebody else may look at it and go, I would never spend that on a countertop. But this person has said, that's what I want because it's going to do what I need it to do. It's going to withstand the abuse I'm going to give with all the spices I use and it'll never stain. That's what I want. And so I've saved up for it and I'm going to do that. And so there's all kinds of ways that people can address some of these things. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's so and just so many options on the market today and obviously more and more coming out. Uh, every yes. Every minute. Every minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ramsden, thank you so much. This was say, this is you're great. welcome. There, this was packed full of information. So, guys, gals, I, I hope you had your, I hope you had your notebooks there, and uh, we're taking notes along. If not, of course, there's that rewind, and you can just hit the rewind and play it. The-
1: you can rewind, and you know what? A lot of this stuff I put on social media. So yep. when I find cool stuff, it's posted on my social media. So whether you follow me at, on Instagram at Ramsden Kochi or Facebook or the YouTube channel. I also have um, the company profiles, which show a lot of our projects. So in there, you see some of the projects and before and afters and what we do for clients. And that that also inspires people. So our Instagram is co- at Kachi Design Build, which is my last name, Design Build. And then we also run uh, an online magazine, luxury magazine, which is Kachi Life. And Kachi Life really is about, um, I, I always wanted my own platform because the media is so um, controlled in some ways with what we can say and what we can show. Sure. And it's unfortunate that sometimes like that, but it all depends on who's sponsoring the show or whatever. And sometimes I can't show this product, you know, and and I get that, but I wanted my own platform. So Country Life is my platform to be able to show things that I love, uh, products that I come across that are amazing, articles that we want to write and 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 so that people can read. And then we do car reviews on there and 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 so our, our life is all about design and 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 how it interacts with your life and construction and home. It's all under the same umbrella, but it's very broad. So I hope people get some good information out of this stuff. It helps them in their lives, and you know that's our goal is just yeah. to put good information out there to help people.
0: Well, you certainly you certainly do that, and and so much more. Uh, run us through uh, contacts and uh, social media handles one more time, if you would. Everyone, get your pens right so, there So go.
1: So, my personal social media contacts are like my social media, my personal one is at Ramson Kachi. Um, and, and that's the best place to go on and see what's going on in my life and, and the work that we do. But, with, with more in keeping with the work that we do for clients, a lot of the projects that we do, our company um, handle is at Kachi Design Build. And that is where you see the projects that we've done. That's where we highlight the projects of before and after. There's some beautiful mainstream stuff, but there's some really cool stuff as well. So there's something for everybody on there. And then our our um, online luxury magazine, which is uh, Kachi Life magazine and the Instagram at Kachi Life is all about uh, our own platform of, of um, information uh, where we write articles on things, test drive vehicles, write about them. Um, it, it's just a lifestyle magazine that's online. And that's our way of bringing informa- more information to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Well, we're just out of we're just about out of time here. And I thank you so much again for taking the time out of out of your day to to, to share all of this and and just for the, the the care and the detail that you put into your work is is exceptional. And I just I, I appreciate it. I love it. It's
1: my are. pleasure. I, I hope something. I didn't talk too much.
0: Oh God, no! There you <laughs> <get it. That's... laughs> No, I would do this for a whole nother hour if I thought anybody would listen and they probably would, but (laughs) uh, you've got, you've got to get back to work and I'm, well, I'm going to go snowboarding. So (laughs) no problem. (laughs) the last day of the season and uh, we got a little snow yesterday, so I'm going to go and take advantage of living two miles away from the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you again so much for taking the time, sharing all of your insights and information. Love to have you back on for, for another round of this as we get into another season. Yeah.
1: Happy to do that. Spring is coming. We'll do something else.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, have a fabulous rest of your day for everyone listening. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to to listen to Connecting Tech and Design. If there's a topic that's front of mind or that you're interested in talking about, reach out, shout out, and let's have that conversation. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Connecting Tech and Design.